Our reading this morning comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, and I'm reading from verse 31, Jeremiah 31, and reading from verse 31. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenants I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord, because they will know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sin no more. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that in our relationship with you, it's always you that makes the first move. That you seek us out that you want to relate to us and you want us to be in a relationship with you. And we pray this morning that as we look into your word, that we would see the things that you want us to see, that we would hear the things that you want us to hear, and that we would come into a deeper knowledge and a deeper understanding of who you are and what you have done for us for your son, Jesus Christ. So speak to us, we pray, through the power of your Holy Spirit, working in and through us and in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're in this uh, we're in this new year, 2018, <clears throat> and uh, in the new year, we're thinking about uh, the new thing that God is doing—a new thing—and uh, we've all memorised now this Bible verse for the year, haven't we? Every one of us, we've memorised it, and we know it off by heart because we've been looking at it. But just in case you haven't. I'll remind you, the memory text for the year is, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And we're taking this new thing uh, throughout January. We're thinking about the new things that God is doing. We started off with our text for the new year and we said that uh, there was three steps in embracing the new thing that God is doing. It was about changing our focus it was about clarifying our focus and about concentrating our focus. It was about seeing the new thing that God was doing. And we talked about the fact that yesterday is history, that tomorrow is a mystery, but today God is doing a new thing and we want to engage with that new thing that God is doing. And then last week we were thinking about the fact that God is doing a new thing in you and we were looking at that passage in 2 Corinthians Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And we said there were three steps to embracing the new thing that God is doing. It's about letting go of the past, living in the present, and longing for the future. And we said, uh, with the help of three chairs, we thought about the past, the present, and the future. And we said, the past is behind us. The future is ahead of us, and the present is with us. Well, we're going to carry on thinking about... Uh, New things in, in this uh, new year, new beginnings. And this morning we're thinking about the fact that 
there is a new covenant uh, that God initiates. Definition of a covenant. A covenant is a solemn and legally binding agreement between two parties. To do or not to do certain things in the Bible, such covenants could be negotiated between individuals like Jonathan and David, between families, uh, Jacob and Lebanon, between nations, Israel and the Canaanites, the marriage relationship, international trade agreements also employ the term covenant. A covenant is an agreement or a deal where people agree to abide by the rules written down in the covenant. That's the definition of a, of a covenant. And as we know, there are several covenants, aren't there, uh, in the Old Testament uh, that God made with different peoples. Five covenants in the Old Testament, probably more, but these are the main ones. God made a covenant with Noah, saying, I'll establish my covenant with you. Never again shall, shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy. The Abrahamic covenant, I will make a great nation, I will bless you. And make your name great and you shall be a blessing to all the families of the earth. The Mosaic Covenant with Moses. Therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. And then the Davidic Covenant. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established above. And then in Jeremiah we, we read about a covenant that is yet to come. Uh, which is described as a new covenant. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Jacob. And that's what we're going to be thinking about this morning. First of all, we're thinking about, uh, again, there's three steps into accepting the new covenant. And first of all, we're thinking about the promise of a new covenant. Uh, there were old covenants, but there was this promise of a new covenant. Once again, we, we're thinking about the old and the new Uh, passing from the old to the new. Uh, The promise of a new covenant, and we read it in Jeremiah. Time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the, the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. It will not be like the old covenant. So this new covenant is not going to be like the covenants that had gone before. The problem with the covenants that were gone before was that people kept breaking them. The old covenant was about the people and what they did or didn't do. And the idea was that uh, if they uh, were obedient to the covenants and agreements, God would bless them. And uh, if they weren't obedient, then they'd get punished in some way. It was, uh, it was pretty straightforward. It will not be like the old covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. And uh, that that was the story, really, of Israel. Uh, God kept giving them covenants and uh, they would break them. God kept giving them another chance and uh, they kept breaking and and failing. And uh, we we might see something of our story in that, that that we try to follow God's laws and God's rules and we try to be obedient, uh, but often we, we also fail. So, there is a promise of a new covenant that will be different than the old. It will be different than the old, the promise of the new covenant. And we also read about it in Hebrews chapter 8, when uh, when the writer says, but the ministry of Jesus has received, uh, has received, is as superior to theirs as the covenant 
which he is mediator, is superior to the older one and is founded on better promises. So Jesus is the mediator of this new covenant. And it's going to be superior to the older covenant. It's going to be a better covenant. The new covenant is a better covenant. Uh, we like it, don't we? The, when, when things are new and improved. All sorts of people are, are, are always saying, you know, get the latest uh, washing detergents. It's new and improved formula. Or the latest this, it's new and improved. And I guess most of us are somewhat sceptical about new and improved, if we're honest, aren't we? You know, we've made the box larger, the content smaller, increased the price and called it improved. Uh, we're a little bit sceptical, aren't we, about things that are described as new and improved. I've, uh, I've finally um, decided that my, my faithful old phone... Uh, which most of my uh, family and even the young people in this church uh, tend to take the mick out of. It's, it, the buttons have stopped working. Uh, it's ringing people when it's in my pocket when I'm not trying to ring people. And uh, I wandered into the phone shop and, uh, and they had a special deal. And I've got a new smartphone. Friends, which, which, which do you think is, is, is better? The, the, the old kind of Blackberry with its little buttons that don't work or this new smartphone that's bright and it, it, do, it can do so many more things. This phone can do so much more than that phone. But let me tell you folks, there's, there's been times this week when I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm sacking this. I'm going back to the old phone. I'm sick of asking my children how, 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 what have I done now? What have I done now? I really do, I really did feel old. And even, even the, the, the girl in the, in, in the shop when she was trying to explain it, she took it up and said, do you want me to do it for you? <laughs> how, how old did I feel? And, you know, the, the people of Israel, they, they, they had this old covenant. And uh, although there was a a brand new one being offered that would do so much more and be so much better, there's a sense in which they probably had got so familiar with the old covenant that there was a temptation to want to go back to the old rather than to embrace the new. You know, the old covenant, we knew where we stood with the old covenant. You just press the buttons and it it sent a message straight away. Uh, The new covenant, you know, you press a button and you're sending messages to people you don't, you didn't mean to send messages to and you're suddenly clicking on things you didn't mean to click on. And, uh, you know, there's something about the the old covenant, we knew where we were. You know, if you did something wrong, you got punished. If you you did something something right, then you were blessed. We can understand that. This new covenant seems seems almost too good to be true. Uh, It seems to be offering us everything. And uh, it may seem that we don't have to do very much in reply. New and improved. The ministry Jesus received is superior to theirs as the covenant which is the mediator. Superior to the other one and is founded on better promises. It's new and improved and it's founded on much better promises than the old covenant was. The new covenant is God's very best for you. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry in so much as he is also a mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. So the new covenant, it's better. It's better because it's based in and around Jesus 
who Hebrews is a, a lens to tell us he's better than the angels, chapter 1. He introduces a better hope, chapter 7. He's a guarantor of a better covenant, chapter 7. His ministry is established on better promises, chapter 8. And his blood speaks a better word in chapter 12. Jesus is better and is the instigator and mediator of a better covenant. For if there'd been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. Now, it isn't, folks, it isn't that, you know, God, God had thought, well, I'll, I'll try this covenant with Noah. And I'll, I'll try this covenant with, with Moses and I'll try this covenant with Abraham and I'll, I'll try this covenant with David and shucks, it's not worked. Uh, I better go back to the drawing board and, and try and find something new. No, God made these covenants and it wasn't God's fault that they didn't work. It was that the people kept messing up and kept failing. And so God introduced a, 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 a new way where it was guaranteed to succeed. The new covenant succeeds where the old, sound like a salesman, doesn't it? The new covenant succeeds where the old covenant failed, folks. Trust in the new covenant. Um, you see, the old covenant was based on the law. And the thing with the, with, with the law is it ended up condemning you because the people couldn't keep the law as hard as they tried. And as much as they tried, they couldn't keep it. The new covenant is not based on the law, it's based on Christ, on reconciliation. The new covenant is better. I think you've got that message now. So that's the first thing. Accepting the new covenant is recognising that it's a better thing. It's better than the old. Don't hang on to the old. Do you know I've got a drawer? Have you got a drawer with old phones in? I don't know why I keep these things. But I've got a drawer with old phones in thinking, well, if that breaks, I can always go back to... Do you know what I mean? Second thing to accept the new covenant is thinking and understanding the person of the new covenant... Jesus is a new thing. Did you know that? You know, we've never really talked about what this new thing is that God is doing. Uh, in, in Isaiah, see I'm doing a new thing. Well, Jesus is the new thing. Jesus was the new thing talked about in Isaiah. Somebody's gone to great lengths to point out that, that, G, that Isaiah was talking about making a way in the wilderness. That they would honour me and they would provide water and they found the way, the truth and the life. Which is of course uh, who Jesus said he was. Jesus is a new thing, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Jesus is the new thing. And of course, Jesus himself explained to the disciples in the in that upper room at the Last Supper. He said, this cup, as he held the cup, it's the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. The person of the covenant is Jesus. The new covenant is all about Jesus. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves as in the old covenant, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption, the writer of the Hebrews goes on to say in chapter 9. So, by calling the covenant new, he's made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and aging will soon disappear. Have you noticed that? The things that are obsolete and aging uh, they're supposed to disappear. We're not supposed to hang on to them. We're supposed to let go. And again, we're back into that thing. We we heard it in our text for the year, don't we? Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Uh, in, in 2 Corinthians, we talked about the old has gone, the new has come. And here again, we're reminded that to accept the new, we have to let go of what has gone before. 
if we still live as if we're living by the old covenant, we'll be trying to, to gain God's reward by what we do, rather than accepting what Christ has done for us. The old is obsolete. Forget the past. Let Jesus do a new thing. Forget the past. Because Jesus wants to do a new thing in us and through us. So, step two in accepting new covenant, the person of the new covenant is Jesus. And then step three to accept new covenant is understanding the purpose of the new covenant. Understanding the purpose of the new covenant. The old covenant, man says, I will, and breaks his word again and again. The new covenant, God says, I will, and keeps his word forever and ever. You see, in Jeremiah this is the covenant as God explains what he's going to do. He says, I will make with the house of Israel. I will put my laws in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. The new covenant speaks about God's commitment to us. The new covenant is based on what God is going to do rather than what we are going to do. One of the reasons the old covenant failed was it was, be, it was based on our response And sometimes our response was correct and sometimes it wasn't. But this new covenant is fail-proof because it's based on God's commitment to us in Christ Jesus. No longer will a man teach his neighbour or a man his brother saying, Know the Lord because they will know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. They will know me. How will they know him? How will they know him? Well, because God's going to write his laws on their hearts and minds. God gave Moses these tablets and told him to take them down the mountain. Written on stone. The problem with things that are written on stone is you can drop them, you can break them. Uh, they then put them in the, in, in the Ark of the Covenant and used to carry them around. Uh, but they managed somehow to lose it. Can you imagine that? They, they lost it. Uh, so laws written on stone can be, can be broken, they can be lost. But laws written on our hearts are within us. You see, God was going to do something before it was the old covenant was external. It was things happening outside of us. The laws were written on something external. God was doing something internal. He's writing his laws on our hearts. He's working inside of us rather than outside of us. I will write my law on their hearts and in their minds. This is God's new covenant. The Bible is a covenant God document. The Old and the New Testaments are really Old and New Covenants. The word testament is a Latin for the word covenant. Eternal God in his kindness towards men made covenants with man so man might have a relationship with God. This was the purpose of the covenants. So that God and human beings could relate to one another. Each covenant was initiated by God. Each covenant addressed a specific situation. The Old Covenant was about what you do. The New Covenant is about Jesus and what he does for us. You see how the new covenant is so much better? We are saved not by what we do, but by what Christ has done for us on the cross. And again in Jeremiah, God says, For I forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. I forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Uh, The problem with the old... Uh, covenants was, uh, you know, you had to keep a record of what you'd done and what you hadn't done. It was all about uh, our achievements and our ability to be able to be good or, or not good. 
on my uh, computer, and you've got one of these as well, as there's a delete button. And you know, it's great because you, you can delete a word, you can delete a paragraph, you can delete a whole page, you can delete a picture. But when you delete something, it asks you a question, a little thing pops up and says, do you really want to delete this? And there's a little box, yes or no. And if you tick yes, it's, it disappears. But did you know it doesn't actually disappear? It goes into your recycle bin. So when you've deleted something, it's actually, it's only gone into the recycle bin. It's still there. And sometimes we have a problem, don't we, with, with accepting that God can totally forgive us because when God forgives us, uh, that passage said that he remembers it no more. It's gone. Completely. It's not gone into God's recycle bin to be brought back at a later date and say, ah, but remember, remember, you know, you did this and you did that. It's gone completely. Why is it gone? Because of what Jesus has done. He paid the price on the cross. He took our sin upon himself. He did what we could not do. He lived the perfect life and died the perfect death so that you and I could be made right with God. So God does have a delete button and he deletes our sins, but they don't go into a recycle bin. Some of us, we find it hard to accept that God can do this because we tend to recycle the the, 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 the sins, don't we? We do the same things over and over again. Father, forgive them, Jesus said, for they do know, do not know what they are doing. These are Jesus' words on, on the cross. Uh, Max Lucado, no wonder they call him, says it. Did you see what Jesus did do? He spoke in their defense. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. To live the new covenant is to live a new and improved life. And to do that, we must fully accept the forgiveness that God gives. I wonder whether you and I are living a new and improved life. Or are we still living the old life? Are we still living, even though we know that there's this brand new covenant that is the answer to all our problems, do we still actually operate in the old covenant? Do we still in our minds think, well, God's only going to bless me if I'm good. And if I'm bad, well... Bad things are going to happen because of that. Is that how we live still? Even though we are a new covenant people, are we still living as if we were under the old covenant? Or have we been set free by this new covenant? You see, the old covenant was static, written on stone. The new covenant's dynamic, written on hearts. The old covenant was temporary, the new covenant's permanent. The old covenant wasn't able to save, the new covenant is able to save. The old covenant was about... Uh, the old man, the flesh, the new covenant is about the new man, uh, the spirit. The old covenant was the Lord of Moses, the new covenant is the Lord of Christ. The old covenant was sin and death, the new covenant is spiritual life. The old covenant was Lord and works, the new covenant was the Lord of faith. The old covenant required many sacrifices, the new covenant was one sacrifice. Hebrews writes about one son for all. And the old covenant was about mortal existence and the new covenant is about immortal existence. The new covenant will not be superseded. This was the final covenant that God made with his people and it's still active today. It's still relevant today because we are a new covenant people and we need to live as a new covenant people because God is doing a new thing in us and through Jesus. So, 
Step three, accepting the purpose of the covenant. Step one was the promise. And the promise is as of a new and improved. The person of the covenant is Jesus. He is the person, he's in the mediator, the person that brings it about. And the purpose of the new covenant is to enable us to be in relationship with God and each other. Because God always made his covenants. Although they were individual people, he always made his covenants with the community of God's people. We tend to today think of ourselves as having an individual relationship with God, whereas God has always related to the people of God. And the covenant is between God and the people. So we're in this together. We're in this together. And this new thing that God is wanting to do, he wants to do it together with all God's people. So there we have uh, a new covenant. God is doing a new thing. Let's